BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Baxter outside the left junction hands it off to Hawes. Lob it up for Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, the BYU Cougars look to feast on the University of New Orleans privateers. I promise that will be the only Thanksgiving pun you will hear from me all night long. The Cougars tipped off the 2021 season last night with a blowout 108-59 win over Westminster. And honestly, the game was as dominant as the score sounds. BYU tied a program high with 18 threes. Everything was falling for the Cougars last night. In fact, every player that got into the game scored with the exception of just one player. Alex Barcelo led all scores with a career-high 25 points. Grad transfer Brandon Averett chipped in with 15, and Gavin Baxter finished with 11 points on 5 of 5 shooting. You will hear more from Gavin Baxter coming up in just a moment. Now, BYU's size was on display in the opener as BYU out-rebounded Westminster by 14, and that was without grad transfer Matt Harms, who missed the game with an ankle injury. Last night, Coach Pope said that he is day-to-day. Essentially, will be a game-time decision for tonight, so hopefully we'll find out soon if he will be available or not for the Cougars. But now, it's on to New Orleans The Privateers will be playing their first game of the season tonight. After tonight, they were supposed to stay in the state of Utah to face Utah tomorrow, but that game got canceled after several Ute players and their head coach tested positive for COVID. New Orleans is from the Southland Conference, where they were picked to finish eighth in that conference. They were decimated by injury last season, and coming into this year, they lost five guys from last year who accounted for 43% of their minutes and 48% of the scoring this is certainly a game where BYU once again should be able to shine as I mentioned a moment ago Gavin Baxter perfect from the field last night hitting all five of his shots for 11 points Gavin is healthy and ready to make a really big impact on this team this year I talked with Gav after the game last night here's our conversation all right Gavin I realize it's never good to reference something visual on radio but the hair's looking nice. I'm impressed with the hair. What, what's up with the flow right now? You know, I just thought this year I'd try something different, just grow it out, and uh, it's, I like it. So we're going we're gonna to keep rolling with it here. All right, so this is not something that's just for right now. We're going we're gonna to see this as the season goes on. We're going to see this progress. We'll see where it goes. All right, well, speaking of uh, seeing how things progress, if the three-point shooting progresses anymore, it's going to be even more ridiculous. Obviously, the three-point shooting against Westminster was insane. You guys hit 18 threes, tying a program record. Now, you were one of only two guys that didn't even take a three. Do you feel like you cheated yourself by not getting in on the three-point shot last night? I mean, I know the guys who can shoot on the team, so I'm, I'm going to get them their shot first. But if, if it came around the table again, you know, I'd be pulling it. So we got a whole bunch of guys that can shoot, and that's what makes us dangerous. When you look at this game and you specifically, really good night for you, 11 points, 5 of 5. How do you feel like you personally played? Because I've got to wonder, even though you guys come in confident, 
till you get into a game, there's probably like, I, I still wonder how this is going to go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just for me, at least I come into the game and I'm thinking, you know what, I got to play defense and I have to rebound the ball and I try not to worry about anything else, you know, getting shots or this or that. But it seems as when I do focus on just those two things, everything else just kind of takes care of itself. So as long as I'm playing defense or rebound and I feel like I'm being successful in court. Were there any questions that you guys had about yourself going into that game? And, and did you get any answers maybe? Um, I think we were kind of wondering how, you know, we'd be able to guard um, and how our, you know, if our work was going to pay off because Coach Pope um, is has a huge emphasis on defense. And so I think we kind of got a pretty good idea of where we're at defensively. And it just, it only needs to go up from here. We need to get better every game uh, on defense. So I think just defensively is, is massive for us. You know, everybody knows you were able to come back for a little bit towards the end of the season last year, but now you're healthy. How great does that feel for you to be coming in to begin the season a hundred percent healthy? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a long time coming, you know, just like you said last year, you know, played a few games at the end and I didn't feel, you know, 100% just because, you know, I'm coming back as soon as possible. As soon as the doctor would clear me, I, I was trying to get out there. So I didn't feel necessarily 100%, but I was good enough to play. But like you said, at this point, you know, whole summer's gone by, you know, part of fall even. And so it's it's been a long time coming for me to feel just 100%. And so it's, it's felt awesome. Do you have any expectations for yourself or any goals for yourself this year? Or do you not want to put pressure on yourself like that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I have goals. I mean, they're just kind of, I try to keep them game to game and, you know, they, they might switch depending on personnel who we're playing. Every every game I come in, I just say, I got to play defense as hard as I can and I got to rebound every single rebound that I can get. And so if I do that, the rest will take care of itself. With so many new players and maybe a little bit different way to play if you want to adjust at times. You guys can play a lot of different ways. And I think that's one of the things that's going to make you guys dangerous. What do you think is the identity of this team? Or, or maybe what do you hope is the identity of this team as the season progresses? I think it's a team that, like you said, can play any way we want. We can play, you know, small ball, you know, put in smaller guys and play that way. But we also have more bigs than we did last year. So we can also, you know, punish teams in the post. You know, when Matt gets back, he's going to be huge for us. Richard, obviously, he's great in the post. Colby, me. And so I think it's just going to be a team that can really switch it up and play however we need to. So it's Thanksgiving and you guys are hosting New Orleans on Thanksgiving. Are you going to be able to eat whatever you want knowing you have a game or are you going to have to cut back a little bit? You don't want to, you don't want to get in that full stomach and then start running up and down the court. No, and that's, that's the thing. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Uh, and I usually, you know, like any person should go pretty hard <laughs> Thanksgiving as far as food goes. But tomorrow I'm going to have to lighten things up so I'm ready for the game. But um, it'll be worth it to play. What are you guys wanting to improve from game one to game two? Just defensively, we got to we gotta be out to shooters quicker and protect the middle of the floor more. And I think offensively, you know, as, as the season goes on, we'll be able to get more comfortable in our offense. But just being strong with the ball and not allowing the defense to – do what they want us to do, but do our stuff, and that's going to work. All right, Gavin, last question. Uh, back to Thanksgiving. Uh, with it being Thanksgiving, this is kind of the time where everybody starts reflecting on, on what they're thankful for. Uh, what are you thankful for? Oof, big question. Um, me, I'm thankful for just my family. Um, obviously, I've grown up in Provo, and going to BYU, I'm able to have my family literally right there. And so, for me, they're just a huge support system. And so, you know, I'm grateful for them and you know, all the love and support they give me, I wouldn't be here without them. So family's number one for me. 
Gavin, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Uh, nice job in game one. Looking forward to game two. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. All right. That was Gavin Baxter. Appreciate him taking a few minutes. Yeah, nice, uh, nice way to begin the season for the big man. 11 points, 5 of 5 shooting. Excited to see what he can do tonight against New Orleans. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we will head next door to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Game two for BYU, game one for New Orleans. The matchup tonight at the Marriott Center. That's where we will head now. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Speaking of being thankful, I'm thankful I get to talk with my man. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend, and uh, what a lovely day. And what a better way to finish off Thanksgiving than to have a feast of basketball. Absolutely. So are you moving a little slower right now, maybe uh, trying to I fight am. off the effects of the, the tryptophan and all that good I stuff? I am so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take a nap. I'm, listen, Greg, Greg can talk a long time. I may take a few little cat naps during the game if it's not too exciting. I hope. I hope I can take some naps in this one, and it's not too exciting. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, eating is hard work. But uh, I, you know, I pl- I do it. I, I I get through it somehow. You 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 press through. That's the way you are. You just find a way to get the job done. Okay, so now here's what I want to ask you. I want to ask what you're thankful for, but I, I want to throw the BYU basketball spin. When you think about BYU basketball, and you can take this however you want in terms of maybe. Your history with BYU basketball or specifically with this team or however you want to do it, what are you thankful for when it comes to BYU basketball? Man, that's a big question for me. I mean, uh, listen, I as long as I can remember, my earliest memories are of this building and BYU and basketball, and I remember living up in Holiday, Utah, and getting on I-15 as a, as a boy to come see my brother Devin play and, and Danny Ainge and Greg Kite, and Scott Runya and Steve Craig and Balif and I mean that, that's those are my early memories and shooting around in the little uh, up the ramp there was a basketball hoop after the games I'd shoot around and you know talk to those guys and they're my dreams you know my my idols and then uh, got a little older got to Provo High School and wanted to play at BYU more than anything in the world. It was such a desire for me to play at BYU. I just couldn't imagine playing anywhere else. And they weren't as convinced about me as I was of them, so <laughs> I had to kind of figure that out. But finally, Roger Reed came to my house and offered me a scholarship, and I remember going over in the summers, and guys like Mike Smith took me under their wings and got me into games with the team. And just, I mean, just so many great memories. And then, then playing on this floor for four years, it was just a dream come true. And then the friendships I made over that time were, were just remarkable. I still have my best friends or guys that I played on that team with. And so, I mean, well, how, and then you know, obviously 25 years of doing the radio. So, I mean, uh, my, my life is BYU basketball. I don't know how to separate it. But I tell you the one thing I'm most thankful for is just the, 
interaction with the fans over the years, Greg and I, and you, you know how it is, and, and just interacting with them and their support and love. And just want to let everybody out there know, and Cougar Nation know, and I know it's a weird Thanksgiving, but I love you and I love BYU, and I'm, I'm happy to be part of Cougar Nation with you. And I'm, I'm just thankful that, that we're all in this together. And it's fun to be fans of the team and, and, and cheer on together. It gives you a great sense of unity. And, and anyway, I'm rambling on about it, but man, I tell you what, I can't. I can't be thankful enough for BYU and BYU sports and basketball. Well, there was a lot to love about last night's victory over Westminster. 18 threes, just incredible to see that in game number one of a season. If anyone thought that this team may take less threes than last year, they were sorely mistaken. Mark, what a way to showcase the perimeter game in game one. Well, clearly, Coach Pope, I mean, he wants to shoot threes, and and I think that's that's the way to approach college basketball right now. It's it's a fairly easy shot, all things considered, and you get an extra point for it. And if you're not shooting threes, you're you're probably not going to be a very good team. And the, the days of just pounding it into big guys for two at a time is just they're just gone. And, and but the thing is, anybody can shoot the three. It, it's it's making the three. And I think what they showed last year is they could do it at a great percentage. And then so the question then was, well. We were just kind of lucky to have a, a unique set of shooters. And we were, obviously, and TJ and, and uh, Jake are two of the best ever. And then you add guys like Nixon and Celius and all, these, all the other guys. Think, well, that maybe that was kind of a fluke here, right? Because uh, we just had an unusual con- confluence of great shooters. But uh, I, I, think, I, I don't think it's a, a, a fluke. I think they really work on it. They work on not just getting shots but getting good looks from the three. The coaches give them supreme confidence. A lot of guys are good three-point shooters, but the coaches, yeah, after a while, you know that that green light becomes a yellow light, and then you start thinking, and you know, there's no yellow lights on this program. Everyone shoot shooting and shooting with confidence. And anyway, again, rambling on, but uh, I I think the most impressive thing about the number the other night was just how many guys hit them. And uh, w- when you have that kind of depth from the three-point line, what's nice is one guy can have an off night. And you got six other guys that can that they can still make a three, and and uh, that's the that, that's the right approach. And Mark Pope does it as good as anyone in the country, getting good looks and, and tailoring an offense to accentuate that three-point shot. BYU is going to go with the same starting five that started last night. So that would be Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, Connor Harding, Gavin Baxter, and Colby Lee. And Greg tweeting this out that uh, that uh, the question about Matt Harms tonight with the ankle uh, he will not be available this according to Coach Pope and you'll hear that uh, conversation that Greg had with Coach Pope in its entirety in about 15-20 uh, minutes or so uh, Coach Pope saying probably could go tonight if they needed him just going to be a little bit cautious so the same starting five that we saw last night but Mark I want to ask you specifically about the guard line 40 points from the starting guard line last night between Barcelo and Averett yeah 25 from Alex Brandon with 15 how do you expect the guards to be used differently this year versus maybe what we saw last season, or do you? I, I really don't see a lot of difference. I mean, I see Brandon Averett as a guy that can take on a little bit of a, a T.J. Haas role, not so much from shooting. He's certainly a capable three-point shooter, but being able to, to get in the paint and knife, knife and dice your way to the, to the hoop, he has a nice little floater runner. Uh, so he, he can put a lot of pressure on the defense. And Alex is going to do what he did last year, but really – take it to another level and uh, his game both both their games the thing is they're both really complete players and don't have a lot of weaknesses and they're smart good decision makers and if you got those guys running the team it's like football with the quarterback if you got a, a good quarterback that makes the right decisions 
the team just runs so much better. And you've got two really experienced, good, complimentary guys back there. That's going to make a huge difference uh, for BYU this year. Is it? Is it always? You know, always has. You just have to have good guard play. I, I would like to see a little bit more working it into the post tonight. They were a little, little too three-point happy <laughs> last night, in my opinion. And you've got some real advantage inside. I'd like to see a little more t- take care of that. But th- they'll, they'll get it all figured out. And uh, I can't wait to see the big fella Matt Harms play. But I think that's a good decision to just hold him out for a little bit longer. You touched on this just a second in terms of maybe going in the post, but where else do you think BYU can improve tonight versus last night? Because I know uh, even even the interview that I just uh, just had with Gavin Baxter, he talked about we can get better defensively. And I heard last night when Coach Pope was joining you and Greg on postgame, he talked about defense maybe uh, doing a little bit better closing out on the perimeter. Where else do you think BYU can improve tonight? Well, clearly the defensive end was a little bit sloppy, and that's part of the nature. You know, you're not playing against great competition, and it's such a fast-paced game that you're just kind of playing pickup ball in a lot of ways. So you kind of lose some of your principles. You can't afford to do that against better teams. So, you know, it's about – you always talk about chemistry on offense. Well, you got to have chemistry defensively too, and and, and people think, well, just guard your guy, you know. But but BYU has a pretty complex – rotations and, and and how they like to attack things defensively and get out to shooters and you've got eight or nine new guys on this team they kind of kind of figure out uh, how to run Mark Pope's system and so it's not as easy as it seems and I think they can do a much better job being tighter and and getting rotations and have better chemistry on defense who else stuck out or stood out to you from last night you had you had really good performances from Barcelo and Averett Gavin Baxter I mean you had Yet everybody that got in the game score with the exception of one player. Is there anybody that maybe isn't getting talked about in the last 24 hours that, that you were pretty impressed with what you saw last night? Well, everybody played good. I mean, I was so happy. But I think uh, Harvard, I thought, was showed me a lot. He's just very active. and I mean, he looked like he, want, he, he was at Thanksgiving dinner going for that turkey. <laughs> that, that ball was a turkey. I could see him visualizing the ball as a turkey every time it went up, and he's going, he's going to go get his first. It's, it has that big Colby Lee type body, but it seems to really be able to move it well, which is pretty impressive. And so he was good. Johnson, I thought, was really nice. Yeah. I, I didn't know a whole lot about him. And Spencer he Johnson, just was yeah. Smooth and really did a nice job. So those those two guys. But really, I go down the list. I can say good things about everybody. I mean, it was a it was a fun thing to, for me to see so many different weapons. Yeah, everybody that came in was just having success. It was also great to see Jesse Wade finally getting into the game in having that BYU jersey on and hitting his first three as a BYU Cougar, you know, that that's one of those things. And I, I really look at this roster, and look, you, it was against Westminster. BYU was up by 50. And so I, I don't necessarily know if you're going to see that throughout the entire season, that many guys playing. I, you know, I, I know Coach Pope joked last night that, that the rotation's going to have to, to slim down eventually. But I, I think that just goes to show you the type of talent and depth on this roster that there are guys that may not get a ton of playing time that can ball. It really can. I mean, I, I, we're not exaggerating when we talk about the depth of this team. It's, it's nothing I've ever seen. I mean, how many times before, Jason, have we been in a game where, oh, no, if Yoli gets his third foul, we're done. <laughs> or if Eric Mika gets it, he gets in foul trouble, we have no chance. Or if TJ you know, gets hurt, Collinsworth gets hurt, we're just we're doomed. I mean, obviously you don't want anything to happen to anybody, but – I mean, if, if something did happen, like Harms, for instance, hurts his ankle, okay, well, we got five other big men that can play. So, 
I mean, it, it's a nice problem to have, and it, it is a little bit of a problem. As long as you keep winning, it probably won't be. But if you ever start losing and you start got guys wanting a little more time, and that'll be a real test of the, the concept of best locker room in America. All right, Mark, last question. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orem proudly present keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I, one thing I'd like to see is a little better free throw shooting team. This New Orleans team is going to be so much more physical and athletic, and I think BYU will get to the line a lot tonight, and uh, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well from the free throw line. So I'd like to see up around 80% shooting you know, a lot of free throws, and if they can do that at home, they should be fine. All right, Mark, if that turkey and heavy gravy starts to kick in and you need me to run next door and bring you an energy drink, just uh, just send me a text. <laughs> you bring it now, man. I need it. Bring <laughs> okay. it now. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. See Appreciate ya. it. Bye. That's uh, Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. Not a lot, but there are some scores, including the number one team in the country who just happens to be from the West Coast Conference. We'll go over that when we come back. This is Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Listen up, Cougar fans. Now is your chance to get a 100... 100- Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union. We're getting you ready for BYU and New Orleans. It's game two for the BYU Cougars. Set to tip off at the Marriott Center in about 35 minutes. But the Cougars, not the only West Coast Conference team that played today. In fact, three other teams from the WCC have played and all three won earlier today. St. Mary's found themselves down by as many as 16 in the second half to Northern Iowa. The Gales rally, and they get the go-ahead bucket with under two seconds to go. They defeat Northern Iowa 66-64. to San Francisco bounces back from their upset loss last night to UMass Lowell. They defeat Towson 79-68. to And the number one team in the land, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, defeating number six Kansas by 12, 102 to 90. That's right, Gonzaga. Yeah, they're good again. All right, staying in the top 25, number eight Illinois defeats Chicago State 97 38. 15th ranked West Virginia defeats VCU 78 to 66. And coming up at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, number 18 Arizona State hosting number three Villanova. Elsewhere locally, it was uh, around 11 o'clock Mountain Time today. Uh, the UVU Wolverines tipped off against Adams State. UVU gets the win 100 to 75. Wolverines will be in town, uh, meaning Provo, which is like four miles away, to take on BYU on Saturday night. Utah State in action right now. They trail 27 23 to South Dakota State, that game in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, moving over to college football, Utah State also in action. New Mexico Lobos leading the Aggies in Logan 10 6 with two and a half minutes to go in the first half. All right, that's going to do it. Coming up on the other side. We will get you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel. And don't forget, fans, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU victory tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow when you use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. Greg Rubel coming up on the other side, the Cougar pregame coaches show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank, 
for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening and happy Thanksgiving, Cougar basketball fans. And for the second time in 24 hours, welcome back courtside inside the Marriott Center on the beautiful BYU campus in Provo, Utah for game number two on day number two of the new college basketball season. Tonight, the Cougars host the privateers of New Orleans for only the second time ever. I am Greg Rubel with your play-by-play tonight. My broadcast partner and Turkey Day teammate is Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, after a long and uncertain offseason, uh, so good to be back in the Marriott Center during this holiday weekend. And last night was certainly a feast for BYU basketball fans. 108 points, a Marriott Center record, 18 threes, and an incredibly deep roster on display as this season got underway. This is Mariana Trench deep, Greg. <laughs> this is deep. I mean, man, it, uh, you're lucky if you get down to eight or nine, you got guys that come on the floor and not pull your hair out if you're a coach. But you could re- legitimately go... 14 down on this. I mean, everybody that played last night did a good job. The question will be, you know, obviously playing your first game uh, and maybe the competition's not as good. You're feeling good and you're, there's not fans and you just you just kind of let it fly and everyone's feeling good. But the question is, when you're playing really good teams and it's tied late in the, four, in the second half and yeah, that's when we'll see really how these guys step up. And you talk about, well, you lost these great shooters and Haas and tools and stuff. Yeah, but you've got great shooters. The question is, will you have that leadership that's lost? That's the, really the remaining question is, will you have the leadership to win those types of games? But it'll be fun to see because these guys have got some players. All right, break time. My pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope is coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center in Provo. Tonight, BYU looks to go 2-0 with the New Orleans Privateers in town. UNO is opening its season tonight. BYU tipped off its campaign with a 108-59 win over Division II foe Westminster last night. BYU was led by the backcourt tandem of Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett. AB with 25, BA with 15. As BYU played Papa Shot basically all night, uh, drilling an arena record 18 threes, tying a school single game record in that category. Time now for our pregame interview with head coach Mark Pope, who last night picked up his 25th win as BYU's bench boss. Tonight's challenge vastly different from the one posed last night by a lower division foe. I asked the coach a short time ago what he expects tonight's game to look like. This is a whole new beast tonight. This is going to test us to the core in terms of our ability to, to guard in transition. Uh, I was pleased with our effort on the glass, but again, this is going to really test us in a different way. Sometimes you get, go against teams that are really, really big, uh, and so that tests you on the glass. This team is a little bit undersized, but they are ravenous and physical and incredibly athletic to the glass. They're going to send three and four guys to the offensive glass every time, just come flying in from all directions. Our guys are going to have to be really tough, so this is going to really ch- test us transition defense. It's going to really test us rebounding the ball. 
your length should uh, put you in good stead tonight against this team. Yeah, you know, again, our challenge that we talk about every day is our length is going to be a huge asset to us as long as we can move our feet. The minute we can't move our feet and keep up, our length actually becomes a detriment. So um, as long as our guys keep improving in that area and being really, really focused, it should really, really help us uh, throughout the season. How do you felt your bigs did keep up last night? I thought they were really solid. Um, you know, I, I was. You know, Kobe got us started out in a great way. Uh, you know, I didn't really have any moments where I was really frustrated with him uh, on the uh, on the floor anywhere. I got a little frustrated with a couple of bigs in the second half um, in terms of their ability to kind of guard in the post and stay down and keep moving their feet a little bit. Uh, but but for the most part, they're great. Rich Harward led us in rebounds, came out and gave a ton of energy. And Caleb Lohner, you know, that ten of Caleb and Rich. Last night was everything I hoped it would be. They they kind of feed off each other, and um, so they were terrific. And Gavin Baxter, I mean, he just ran so hard all night. He just, you know, I put him in for two minutes in the second half around the 11-minute mark. He sprinted the floor twice, got two layups and two rebounds, and he came back out. He was exhausted, and I like the fact that my guys are playing that way. It's a good sign. A, B, and B, A really played off each other well last night too. Yeah, um, they're, they're going to keep learning each other in game situations now. Um, they're going to have a lot of a lot of challenges. You know, one of the things that um, will be a challenge for them that we'll see uh, a little bit tonight and in the coming days is them playing against length in the backcourt. And so that's something that uh, we've been talking about a lot and, and working on. But the pace that they feed off with each other, um, even when we're bringing the ball down and we're in a half-court set and the pace they start to look in is so important to us and it's a huge key to this team functioning well. Anything that has to be demonstrably... Uh, improved from last night to tonight that, it, that is a real factor for this game? Yeah, so it's a, it's a different team. You know, last night was such a stress of being there on the catch with every single player. Uh, the focus tonight, as much as we know, we've never seen this team play, this collective team play. This is their first game. So, But from all the research and, and watching the p- returning players from last year, this is a gap game. This is not a gap on the ball, but gap support against the drive. These guys isolate from the high post. They isolate in the low post. They run a lot of Princeton action where they actually throw guards in the post. And they are and in transition. All, all those areas, their first and foremost goal is to get to the rim, put their head down and get to the rim and pick up fouls and so that's the challenge for us tonight defensively. we got to be locked in, and we have to be in a gap mentality all night long with our help defense. Protect the middle, have a bottom, make sure we're gapped up and talking, and verticality at the rim. Then we got to finish it with a rebound. You're not quite at full strength yet. How close is Matt Harms getting? He had a great workout again today. Um, you know, he probably could go tonight. Um, you know, we're just being a little bit cautious. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know the future of this season is really important to us, and so... We'll, we'll, we'll give him another day here and see how. But he's, he's doing great. He had a great workout today. Would there be value to saving him for next week? Or if he's good to go, you put him in for a few minutes on Saturday? Yeah, I don't love the idea of saving guys or posturing for games. I'm just trying to think, you know, right now we're only focused on Matt and, and when we feel like he can jump back in a game. I'd like to get him in a practice, at least some type of practice, uh, before we throw him in a game, you know, obviously we couldn't do that the last two days. So hopefully we'll get him in some of the practice tomorrow and see how he feels kind of with contact and a little bit of live play and, and take it from there. How was your Thanksgiving day today? Um, well, it's, you know, our deal, man. It just depends. <laughs> Win, it's great. Lose, is terrible. So uh, we have so much to be thankful for. This. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be distracted by all the blessings we have until after this game. We've got to stay hungry right now. We hope it continues to be a happy Thanksgiving for you and the Pope family. Coach, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Rick. 
All right, that is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online, then pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening and happy Thanksgiving once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center in Provo for BYU and New Orleans in the second game in as many nights for the Cougars. It'll be three games in four days when Utah Valley plays in Provo on Saturday. And it's on the road to Connecticut for uh, next week's Legends Classic at Mohegan Sun and games against USC, then either UConn or Vanderbilt, if all goes as planned. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the new the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from Courtside, our statistician and broadcast assistant tonight. BYU Associate Director of Athletic Communications, Brett Pine. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Control Board Operator, Cole Wissinger. Terry South is our coordinating producer. BYU Radio Engineers are Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Andrew Gray is our broadcast intern at BYU Radio. Great to have you with us again on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, for at least the first three home games this season, there will be no tickets sold, no traditional crowd in the stands. But last night and again tonight and Saturday, there are some spectators in the Marriott Center, primarily players and coaches' families. There are some additional touches in place. NBA-style video board showing Cougar fans watching live on Zoom. That is a great touch. There are now some crowd sounds being pumped in to bring a little bit more buzz to the building. And the arena looks and feels pretty good despite all the differences from a a normal game night environment. But, Mark, the best thing about being back here is the play on the floor right now. And last night uh, gave us a nice glimpse into what's to come this season, and the prospects are really promising. Got a lot to be excited about, Greg. One of the things I like is that there's really no kind of untouchable guy. Last year, Yoli, TJ, Jake, those guys were going to play and get theirs. But really, maybe Alex Barcelo this year. But other than that, it's like whoever wants it, whoever plays the best is going to get it. That's exciting for a team. These guy down the, down the bench can think, man, if I get in there and do well, I'm going to get my time. And it's really going to push the guys in front of them to be good because if they don't play good, hey, you're out of there. And I think that'll, you know, that'll really spur some good things. And a lot of questions to me yet about leadership and chemistry. But, man, when you have that competition going on and guys pushing each other to be better, when you've already got such great talent, that's a good formula. Coming up after our break, we'll hear from New Orleans head coach Mark Schlesinger as the BYU Store Cougars. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. At the Marriott Center for more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show as we get you set for BYU and New Orleans. Second all-time meeting between these two teams and the first since a 1987 NCAA tournament meeting won by New Orleans. It's their only ever NCAA tournament win. 
Privateers uh, were to be playing two games in two nights in the Beehive State, but tomorrow night's scheduled game at Utah was called off due to COVID issues on the Hills. So it's a one-game stop for UNO and head coach Mark Schlesinger, with whom I spoke via Zoom for this pregame conversation in which I asked him how the BYU game came together. Yeah, it was originally uh, a game we picked up, I guess you, you can't say at the end of uh, towards the end of the pandemic, but I guess in the end of the first quarantine, uh, we were both uh, searching for another game, and we originally had a game scheduled for December, uh, for, to, for towards the middle of December. And then uh, we were originally scheduled to play Utah State on the opener, and uh, they backed out on us on that game. So we had partnered and moved this game up uh, into, the, into the second day on, on the day after, uh, I guess Thanksgiving would be day after the opening day on Thanksgiving, to be able to give us uh, both games on one trip. Uh, trying to put our guys in as many of these opportunities as we could in preparation for our conference tournament going in into March, uh, being that this year it'll really probably only be one postseason tournament and the stakes are even so much higher to be able to win that tournament. Uh, so we want to put our guys in some in a lot of different looks. You know, we really BYU was very accommodating for us to be able to to move that game up. You've got a nice blend, it appears, of guys who played for you last year, guys who might have had to play some in redshirt for you and newcomers, and, and you've got some experience, a good guard line. How do you kind of assess uh, your squad in 2021? We went through an amazing run last year where, you know, we had had a three-year uh, experience where we had one of the most games in our league. We've been to the NCAA tournament postseason three years. And going into last season, the expectations were extremely high. We were preseason picked to win the league. And uh, for the first time in my career, we were just decimated with injuries. Uh, I think we lost 95 games to injury. Uh, there were several games. Uh, in conference play where we dressed out seven guys, uh, which made it very interesting. Uh, we lost some key guys to injuries. Uh, but having guys back and having, uh, you know, a pretty healthy group at this point uh, has been nice. Uh, I think we had some guys kind of like Coach did uh, there where they had redshirted some guys and had some different things waiting in the wings. We were kind of that way. Uh, but we've got a good mix. Like you said, we've got some older guards that have some experience that have been through the wars. Uh, and then we've got some young guys that we expect to be very, very good players for us in the long term uh, for our group. Uh, but it's been a fun it's been a fun offseason. I think losing practice, being away from our team, uh, we're extremely relational and, and, and spend tons of time with our guys and just be, that being taken away from us. I think we've cherished every every time we can be in that gym, we've cherished it. And I think the guys have to your thoughts on a BYU team that lost a power trio of scorers from yeah. last year's team, a really good team yeah. that we didn't get to see, of course, uh, in the NCAA tournament. And it would have been fun to see how far they would have gone with that group. But it's a, a new look, uh, but a lot of length for Coach Pope. Yeah, they were they were one of my favorite teams. You know, they're that, they're in that late game, as a basketball junkie, you're at home and you get your kids to bed or you're, you get get done with your stuff and you turn on the late, the late game. And they were one of the teams that I really enjoyed watching uh, throughout the years. I got a ton of respect for Coach Pope and obviously his staff. We have some commonality from Nick being at, at LSU and Cody being at Tech and, and Cody working with, with Coach Rupp, who I think is one of the best basketball people I've ever been lucky enough to know. Uh, but, you know, Childs was a load. I mean, he could score it so many different ways uh, for them. But, you know, you look and you replace him with Harms, who I think is one of the most elite big men in the country. Uh, he's got an NBA skill set and package coming in from day one. Uh, Barcel, you know, started every game for him, made 109 threes is a guy that I think is really talented and undervalued. 
uh, in the WCC. I think he's very, very good. Uh, Lee is a load inside. And then you got your Utah UVU transfers. Brandon Averitt's a guy that we knew and saw in high school in, in Richardson, Texas, a guy that we thought was a great prospect, uh, went out there and had a great run at Utah Valley and then is down there with them. And then obviously Wyatt Lowe, you know, being whack freshman of the year, uh, being able to to be that big and come off, you know, post-mission and be that much bigger, that much stronger. Uh, they, they've got a ton of tools, a ton of tools, and they play with great tempo. And I think they pass the ball as good as anybody will see this year. I think they, they're very crisp and their, their movements are great. Uh, they're going to be a great challenge for us. And lastly, experience in this neck of the woods or in the state of Utah or the Marriott Center? Well, we've, we've been, I have not been there. We've been, uh, uh, we've been out there several times. We've, we've played Utah State a couple times. I had a great uh, game with them back when I was his assistant recruiting coordinator at Northwestern State. The basketball in, in that state is tremendous. The coaching is off the charts. And uh, it's going to be a fun, fun 40, 24 hours in reality, two games in, in 24 hours. Uh, it's going to be a great trip for us, and our guys are going to learn a lot, and we're going to figure out a lot of things about our team. We're blessed to be there and, and excited for the challenge. That is New Orleans head coach Mark Schlesinger, now in his 10th season with the Privateers and tonight coaching his first game in Provo. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Coming up next, BYU gets busy on the boards in their opener as our coverage of BYU and New Orleans continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and New Orleans straight ahead. Cougs look to go 2-0 for the first time in three seasons. BYU won its season opener last night versus Westminster, 108-59. BYU was predictably impressive, but even more so considering the amount of productivity and talent lost from last year's team. And Mark, in addition to the shooting skills on display last night, we saw rebounding at a high level, particularly on the offensive glass where BYU was, let's say, socially distanced last season. That's great. I played four years, never had a play run to me in four years. But I knew I could get some gravy off offensive rebound and scoring. If those big men get out of mind, I can get six to ten points a game if I work hard on the offensive glass. You saw that with, with Harward and how Lee was good and Baxter was good, man. Go, especially when you, a lot of threes are going up, go get those rebounds for heaven's sakes. BYU fans, did you know BYU Student Alumni Association runs the largest food drive in Utah County, and they've been doing it for more than 20 years, teaming up with community action services. You can turn $1 into three meals or 15 pounds of food. Go to fooddrive.byu.edu to help families in need this holiday season. That's fooddrive.byu.edu. Time for our final break, final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
That's our national anthem. Tip off of BYU in New Orleans next. This has been the